The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, you are listening to TMA, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Welcome to the February 2nd, 2024 broadcast. Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Sullivan Vaughn. Kenneth Eggestrode, the Plowhawk, and KG and O-Town in for the vacationing Jackson Burkett. Uh, come on in. The water's warm here in this Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. And uh, today is a uh, phone call heavy day. It's just going to be nothing but phone calls. Oh, good. So we can just kind of sit back and let the calls come in and That's right. let the listeners provide the content. That's essentially... And we'll call them stupid and hang up and go on to the next guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We just turn yeah. off our mics and just mm-hmm. crank up the phone lines, and whoever's on is on. We've worked enough. It's on them. Thank you for finally. You come it. up with some content. Thank you. That's what it was like back in the old days of radio. Host didn't want to do any work. Just open up the mic and give us a call. Nine six nine zero five ninety. What do you want to talk about today? We want to hear from you. Let us know. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you? Uh, nothing. I think people. All right. Used, got any calls? People used to call in more back then, didn't they? Well, they didn't have texts. Is that what the difference is? Yeah. And uh, they were more angry. Lodo King says, add a boy KG. I don't know what that means. Oh, KG's here with us again I today. know, but why? It's fabulous. But, but what did he do that Lodo King liked so much? I know, he did it well, though. Maybe a QFTA. He did do a QFTA yesterday. Well, the picture he celebrated 900 days sober yesterday. Really? Yeah, how about that? Yes, I didn't know that. That was a QFTA reveal. Tip of the cap. I appreciate that. Feel a lot better than I did 901 days ago. I bet. I bet yeah. Said he was a bulky gentleman. How well, bulky a gentleman were you? Well, Doug, you probably don't remember, but a few years ago, going back, I played Iggy in the Fan Page Club Championship. Oh, you were there. You followed us. I wasn't there. The... Uh, Cam Jansen was my caddy. Yeah. <laughs> he was. I think Kate came out. Cam's wonderful wife. She oh. did, and I was hefty as all get out in that part of my life. Oh, hefty. I mean, I probably weighed. 260, 270. Oh, really? Yeah, you were hefty. But I remember your calves were, I said, his calves are bigger than my chest. Oh. Take some big calves to lug this big ass body around. Oh. But I never, I would never go back and even watch the video because Nick Yall, I think it was, was out there shooting video. What up, y'all? Nick Yall, yeah. And I just refused to watch it because I just didn't want to see how bad it was. So it was, it was pretty bad, but we're doing good now. Yeah. What do you weigh now? I don't get on the scale much because. It's a mind game, and the number would mess me up. I think I'm a little heavier than I'd like to be, but, you know, I, I try to exercise pretty frequently, and I lift, so I don't want the number to dictate how I feel about myself. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, thanks, Larry. But just to give people an idea. You One know, of our wonderful callers. You look like you weigh maybe we uh, two, 215, I think that's. I think you're right on the mark, yeah. if I had to guess. But I probably haven't weighed myself in over a year. Huh. Yeah, you really when think you, you weigh 215? Really? I bet probably more, actually. Maybe a little more. Huh. Well, you're hot by now. Do it yourself, big man! <laughs> you got Plowsy by 100. I do. 115 for Plowsy. Yeah, when you try to lose weight, and then you start exercising, the weight starts to go back up a little bit, and you think, oh, wait, I'm not losing weight anymore. But you're actually kind of putting on some muscle. Well, in all seriousness, I mean, I'm a bulky guy. Iggy talked about the calves. I've got thighs for days. Oh. And I just, you know, I like I said, I don't want the number to dictate because I think the number, you know, if I go by BMI, I'm like obese. Right. And I don't consider myself to be obese anymore. So yeah. it's how my clothes fit, how I feel when I look in the mirror. So w- the number's not an issue with me. You're just a, a stocky, muscular guy. You're l- built like a catcher, which, I, is, which is what you were. Yes, sir. 
I still drink and I'm fat, so F off, boy. That's from oh. Chairman Steve in Wildwood, and he won the Milagro Tequila yes. Listener of the Year last and year. He's also going to get beat in the first round of the FPCC this ah! year. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm excited for the pairings. Yeah, Doug, uh, you're hosting the pairings party on I did not know KMOV. That. No, KMOV won't show that. KG, are you in control of the Munganess Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown? I didn't know what the early goings were. Yeah, I um, I put all three lineups in on my phone just so I could kind of keep track. So give me a second. I'll pull them up. Oh, you're fine. I just didn't Nigga, know. How do you feel like you're doing? At one point yesterday, uh, now granted, I never pay attention to the first round because things change. Uh, at one point yesterday, in my game that I'm playing at home, I was winning $500. That was 10 points out of the lead. I was in 10th place. Oh, my word. Uh, now I'm winning like 12 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Iggy, you, uh, I put yes. all three of our lineups into a, just a little game that has just over 3,000 people. And at one point yesterday, you were ninth out of 3,000. Dog, huh. dog, dog. But then what happened? Uh, currently. Doug has Rory, though, right? He does. You know, Rory fell apart. He went Five overs last three holes. Yeah, you know, okay. I, I didn't. I, I saw the updates. I didn't see the fu- uh, the finish. Currently in Oof. my contest, Iggy's lineup is thirty fifth out of three thousand. Wow! wow Sharp players. Nicely done. And the big, the the highest owned guy I got is fifteen percent. I've got guys that uh, are five percent, eight percent. So good. Iggy, you're That's in a, position to where you, you could actually. Probably strike a big payday if your guys make the weekend. And Nick right? Taylor kind of screwed me. He went bogey, bogey to finish. Idiot. Even par. He was two yes. under. But Cantlay <laughs> was leading until Dietrich. I think he birdied seven of his last nine holes. Yeah, Cantlay was huge for you. Nice pick. Cantlay. Yeah, but then I got uh, three guys in the top ten, I think. Four. <laughs> well, not kind of Cantlay. The other three are in the that, top ten. That's I enough. Doug, isn't this interesting? Yeah, I'm in no. good shape, but. You know, it's three rounds, no cut, so I could end up having six guys in the 30s. Well, Nate in Tallahassee is not enjoying the show in the early going. Good morning. <laughs> this is bad. exciting conversation. Can I please get everyone's suit size? Yawn. Doug, that's Nate, mm. and he's monitoring the Seminoles. I'll take the heat on that. I brought it up. I was just curious. I saw Doug's player was making a run. Who was that? Rory at the time. Oh. The McRib. It's not much interesting to hear. People talk about their fantasy teams. Well, I mean, it's pretty, it. it's pretty rough. There's some people who want it. They wanted Jackson to post it on Instagram or Facebook so they can see it, keep track of the lineups. How many people wanted that? Well, if it's one person, you took care of him. No, well. Well, I don't care. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, uh, text into the Jeff Lottman text inbox. Jeff Lottman's online at Compass Realty. Uh, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Yep. Uh, and that number is 314-881-TMA5. Jeff Lotman. Is Jackson sending the captain's log from Scottsdale? No, I think uh, uh, KG is using uh, ah. Yeah, he left his email open for me just to make the process a little easier, so Ooh, I've just been shooting it off I bet his. he sends out some naughty emails. I don't want to betray his trust and go through, but, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think he does. Mm. Yeah. Cock Those Scottsdale, <laughs> Scottsdale girls are really big on the dirty, weren't they? Where did my pen go? TheDirty.com. Doug, what's going on? Is it a, is it a gray bick? Yeah, it's a gray bick. That's my that's my bad. I'll be right there. Oh, he swiped it. He swiped it. You just had a pen in your hand, Plow. He was asking about hand. the dirty. Plowboy oh. was making an observation on a missing pen, and then KG No Time revealed he stole it. Okay. And then I can just sit here. Well, I can tie it in. Jackson's in Scottsdale. We were talking he is about indeed. Jackson, and there was a website. I don't know if it's still around. That well, I wonder uh, if it is. I bet it is. I bet it's probably not. What the dirty? It's popular. Doug, I'm going to the dirty.com. Oh, okay. Nick Ritchie. Nick Remember Ritchie. Him? He would yes. be on the show. He got sued like every other day from that site. He did have uh, in-house counsel. I remember his friend Mark Mulder. You know, as Mark Muldew, mm-hmm. uh, telling me that. Bobby Bassman, that guy sucked. Well, it's not opening up. Is it dead? Is it gone? Oh, I would be shocked if it was still active, right? They okay. shut her down. It's just, it's, I'm just getting like a... Well, it's against offering. the law now, what they used to put on there was, what they call it, um, if you post an old picture of your girlfriend. Oh, uh... Revenge porn? Revenge porn. That's basically yeah. what it is. They just, guys... They were post, showing... I didn't know No, but they were there. posting girls of, hey, I dated this girl for a week. She stole my money. She's a meth head addict. She screws everybody in the South Carolina, blah, blah, blah. And they just, he just went with it, put it up there. 
I do play the cello. In no. Paris, true. I heard the interview yesterday. Me too. That's and why I, I, I heard the much? actual drop when she said, because Tim asked, do you play the cello? Yeah, I do play the I cello. I mean, one is, one is dumber than the other. <laughs> you guys ever play the cello? I haven't. My sister played the oboe. Oh, did she? Yeah. It has a really thin, what do they Reed. call those? Reed? Yeah. But that had to cost your parents a fortune to buy an oboe? Or the school provide that? Uh, I think bought it secondhand, I think. I always wanted a bassoon. God, those are big, man. <laughs> I know. Didn't get one, though. Classic rock. Those are all of her answers. Yeah, she was really tired. I dated him for a while. He's in jail. I had a sugar daddy. You're surprised by this? No, that was, uh... Our, what was her name? Keisha? Keisha. No. Keisha Gray, and then there was another one on yesterday. Julianne? No. The cello player? Younger girl. Yeah, the cello player was on a few days ago in my car, and then yesterday there was another porn star on. So many. Joe Cassidy? No, I don't know. Yeah, it was Joe Cassidy. Thank you. She's good. Can you hear me good? Okay. I don't know if we have the Vivian one. I need to go up and grab that. Vivian Asia. Hello, Vivian? I, I need to Buck so if you can find a date for that, that'd be great. Help me out. <laughs> well, he's mm -hmm. he, he does it better than me. I'm not gonna lie. He just does it better than me. It's easier. Just so if you got a Vivian date, let me know. I would like to watch Papa Popper win a million dollars for charity, then go back to a life change, a life of begging for trash fish online the next day. That's from Nate in Tallahassee, who's decided to be very active this morning from Northern Florida. Why would begging for trash fish change after the golf? Because I'm not getting any of the money, so I don't beg for trash fish. <laughs> I've given them a lot of business. They don't sell trash fish. You no, catch your don't. own trash fish. No, he lives in an area that you can go out and catch your own trash fish. Probably has his own trash pond. Right. I'll call it a catfish. I'm driving to Alton, and I'm officially asleep at the wheel. Thanks, Boots! That's from oh. J.J. the Jet Plane? That's a yeah, new name. I think we're all talking. J.J. the Jet Plane, <laughs> welcome to the show. Good to have you on board. Uh, KG and O-Town will uh, be with me for QFTA. Doug, is that going to be like right at 11? Because you I don't, don't have to upload Balloon Party. That's what Jackson would have to do. Marshy Marsh and his playful posse will do that. We do that? Yeah, let's do it. All right, I had a blast yesterday. God bless. Yeah, we, uh, we, I, I had no idea you were celebrating 900 days of sobriety. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty landmark day. So then in May, Doug, he will celebrate 1,000. No doubt my mind will get there. Yeah. Is that three years, 1,000 almost? Uh, it'll be three years in August. Okay. I drink Great. and I'm probably at 1,000. You do what now? I drink and I'm probably a thousand days sober. I mean, I don't, I haven't stopped drinking, but I, I can't remember the last time I got drunk. Somebody held me accountable on the fan page yesterday about it, so that was fun. Oh, now, nice. that's surprising. What yeah, you say? wouldn't think that would happen in a place like that. Sober shaming? Ben. They were shaming you for being sober? I don't understand. For being California sober. He, he said, California sober. What does that mean? You drink wine? No, no, no alcohol. What does it mean? Smoke, uh, smoke pot? Yeah. I dabble. So I don't understand. He just, I think he thought that I was out of line using the term sober. I guess by his standards, I wasn't really sober. That guy sucks. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but my Block God. Him. What a miserable human being. Block him. Yeah, because you should know that. Doug, did you post in the thread? <clears throat> no. All right, I'm going in. People don't after. always I'm smoke I'm got to dive into the deep end here. People don't always smoke pot to get high. They smoke pot for other reasons, and it's medicinal and it helps with anxiety and all kinds of things so this on the fan page you KG? smoke pot yeah. because you get all high right. shout out jake reynolds he gave me a shout out so i appreciate it oh, jake oh okay yeah. jakey, jakey big mistakey jakey jake. jakey big that's a different yeah, oh. jakey, jakey big mistake okay so that's who uh, wrote the thread yep so were you upset by this i see a jake hawken no it, it i i also i've learned a lot from jackson i never met pete but I also live, try to live by Pete's creed of don't worry about uh, the people's opinions of you that you don't know personally. Right. KJ and O-Town starting to see, now that he's inside the building, he's starting to see that a lot of the things that perhaps as a listener you didn't believe mm -hmm. are actually real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get to see how the sausage is made. Yeah, and uh, how I'm the mother effing antichrist. Oh. Uh, here is the oh. post, Doug. 
Uh, Jake Reynolds writes, a huge big congrats to D'Angelo Hopkins on 900 Days Sober. Wonderful news, sir. Uh, and then, I guess this gentleman. Give the name. No. Nah. Congratulations, but is California sober really sober or just switching to a different vice? If someone thought that they needed to get something out of their life that was affecting them negatively, that's awesome and hard to do. I'm just not sure that sober is the correct definition. If there are still other substances involved, I know several people that have went this route and used the same definition, not trying to pick on KG or make light of his accomplishments, just curious. Is that the post? Yeah, that's the one. Well, that wasn't too mean-spirited. Yeah, I didn't think that was too mean-spirited. Am I missing? I don't know. Are, what do you think? I mean, I guess it's writing about you, so you tell me. I mean, I thought it was a little condescending. I thought the original post sentiment was nice, and I just thought it was just trying to rain a little bit on a on a nice, kind-hearted post. I didn't take it to heart too much, but it just seemed unnecessary. But... Did you block him? No, I don't block. <laughs> I definitely would have scolded him, but <laughs> no. And he, pro- you know, he. I, don't know, he I guess I'm just didn't. used to a lot of meaner stuff. Yeah. So my bar is it's pretty so mild. <laughs> bulletproof with like normal hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Well, you can say I had a problem with alcohol. I really didn't have a problem with smoking. Yeah, and I, I would say that's the case. Okay. Uh, hell with those people. The hell yeah. with them. You know what? I'm off the fan page. <laughs> Are you really? Are you really? Yeah. I'm gone. Just nice. like Iggy. Yeah. Wow. Are you really leaving? What no. a shock. <sighs> no, KG, I'm 900 days sober. Tim, wow, that's great. Iggy, I'm probably 1,000 days sober. Somewhere at <laughs> this level zero. That's from Jabab the Bookie. <laughs> I was just saying, I drink, but I don't. You tried to one-up him. No, I can't remember the last time I was drunk. <laughs> okay. That's all. I'm happy for KG. My brother is, like, 30 years sober. I know what that can be like. Was it possible, since you still are drinking, that there was a time you could have been drunk and just not felt it? No. I think I said yesterday, the last time I really remember being drunk was at Hedo. And how I fell in a hole. Uh, what do you mean you fell in a hole? I was walking... Is that a term for... No. I was walking back from the disco. Roads yeah. fell into Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I was walking back on the beach side from the disco. It's like 3.30 in the morning. They didn't rope it off. I just fell right in a hole they were digging. Mm. They were digging a hole on the beach? Well, there's some, like, grass area behind the beach, and they were digging there. What were they digging for? Grassy knoll, grassy hole. Oh. Broken that pipe. No hole. Broken pipe. Normally, they put, like, a rope around. There's nothing. I just fell right into How it. How deep was this hole that you fell into? Deep enough that I fell in knee first and... <sighs> Didn't even realize it. The whole sheets are covered in blood. Oh, oh my! I had to tell the maid, "It is my knee. There's nothing else happening here. I didn't kill anybody. It's my knee." So this hole was three or four feet deep. Yeah, a couple feet deep. You fell all the way in there. Yeah, my my foot caught the edge of it, and I went forward, and the front of my knee hit the other side of the hole, and I went into the hole. I'm lucky I didn't break anything. Yeah, sure. Hmm. Just uh, walking along in pitch darkness. And next I, thing you know, you're in a hole. Well, I was drunk and I wasn't paying attention. If I'd have been sober, I wouldn't have, I would have seen the hole. I wouldn't have walked into it. Yeah. Your thoughts on holes? We said hole on one TMA5. You can call in. All we're doing is taking calls today. 636-9004-TMA. Uh, the guy who posted the thread deleted a bunch of comments? What's up with that? Doug, what's up with that? Uh-huh. <laughs> Mr. Licks, I don't know what it means. I don't know either. KG and O-Town, I guess you were in, in the thread. What happened? I think just a couple people kind of came to my defense, and I, I, I honestly I don't think anybody meant anything by it. Maybe he was just being curious, not judgmental, as Jackson likes to say. Curious, but... not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ass. Not a big deal. Yeah. It's just semantics. Yeah. It's good to keep it clean on the fan page. Oh, you're celebrating a huge milestone, KG. That's cool. But let me continue to spin this straight into a story about me walking into a hole. Stop it! Oh. <laughs> Quit with all the capital letters, please. Mm. But that, I got to tell you, it's tough on my voice. Yeah. And in this situation, Doug did ask Iggy the last time he was drunk, right? Like, there, there was a question. That no, that whole, and then a hole was involved. It's possible if you're still drinking, it's possible you are drunk. You don't think you're drunk, but you could, you could test, you know, 
so drunk enough that you couldn't drive a car. I tell you what, I met a wedding photographer at Gramophone the other day. Oh, Gramophone! How do you do? So good. I had a new one. The what French, do you have? the Frenchie. What's the? I know Frenchie, it's not though? new on the menu. It has. Uh, I forgot what the meat is, but it has Swiss provolone bacon, and it is phenomenal. It's just so good. I think well, it may be a roast the meat beef. Be the bacon. I think no, I think there's a roast beef Wizard. in there. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Nonetheless, Bill. I had two beers there, and I left, and I felt pretty tipsy. Yeah, I can do it. Not two draft beers. I, I mean, I, I usually will stick to like wine at a dinner, as opposed. Well, to if three you don't or weigh very beers. much, it hits you in a hurry. And especially not drinking as often. Yeah, that was. I was like, whoa. Yeah, back Madison, off a little. Madison, bit. you want to drive home? <laughs> But the sandwich you enjoyed. It was unbelievable. Doug, you ever been there? I have been there. Oh, have you? God bless. Yeah, yeah I have been there. Mississippi yeah. Nights Club for me, please. Yeah. I love the vibe there, too. I think that's half the battle with a place like that is utilizing the space, having enough tables, you got the outdoor feel to yeah. it. But that you, is a great place. Somehow yeah. you felt you needed to get sloppy drunk. <laughs> it wasn't sloppy. Like <laughs> we, uh, we were drinking and talking a little bit before. We were going to plan on eating there anyway, so we ordered, mm. and I had another beer with my, my meal. So one pregame beer and then one meal beer. Oh. And I would just trash. I just peed everywhere. You know, oh, I'm everywhere. I'm kidding. Where'd the wedding photographer come in? Because uh, I, I just didn't want to say I was at gramophone getting drunk. I wanted to make sure there were context to mm-hmm. it, like what I was doing, as opposed to just being that random Tuesday. Oh, is your photographer your meeting for your wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have a so date? We, we have not. We have a lot of different venues, different options of big and small weddings. So we are looking at more venues on Sunday to try to narrow down what we do and don't want, and then a date will come into place with the venue. Will it? Because some of the venues we want winter. Some of them we want summer and spring. So obviously that would change the wedding date, mm-hmm. depending on what venue we pick. Are all these venues still crowded or you know booked up well in advance because of the We haven't COVID run backlog? into any sort of issue in terms of Uber booked. I mean, they, they certainly have... You know, appointments throughout the year on their calendar, but it's not as if I have to find this one weekend. You checking out in the wineries? Yeah. Um, Cause that's one-stop shopping there. You can have the wedding there outside, then you we, can have the reception. We want to cater our own food, and the only issue with some of the places, we want to have good food. So some of the catering services are hit and miss. No, you know? the wineries have great food. Yeah, typically they do. So we're looking at a couple of those. On Sunday, we're going to Herman's. We'll look at one of them. Oh, are you really? Yeah. End of that story. I know it's not very entertaining, but again, that wasn't the long, a bad little story. The the moral moral of the story is like two beers got me drunk. Yeah, yeah. let's get back to my drinking. <laughs> uh, first, we'll get into SSM Health welcoming the St. Louis Golf Expo. It's coming up today through Sunday at St. Charles Convention Center with 90 plus golf exhibits this year, the most they have ever had. Buy tickets online. And get a round of golf and bonuses at the door while they last, presented by the Post-Dispatch. Shop big brands with Pro-Am Golf, where you can test and get fitted for your new set. Show off your skills at the Dave Sinclair Lincoln Long Putt Challenge. Give Iggy a run for his money at the DraftKings at Casino Queen Long Drive Challenge. Don't forget to stop by the McUltra 19th hole and have a beer or seltzer. The Expo is today through Sunday at the St. Charles Convention Center. Tickets still available. S-T-L. Golf. Expo. Dot com. Check it out. This Sounds program like a fun thing to go do. is presented to yeah. you by Brown and Crouppen. It is the morning after the Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. Text Jamie Burkhardt, 314-252-0029 with any questions, comments, requests you may have. And you can work with the great Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, and in the service department, Ryan Cyberg at stlouisacura.com and Munganast, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. Uh, and work with the best, and that's Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Whether you're looking for a new car, a pre-owned car, or to get your car serviced. Even if you didn't get it from Munganast, work with the people we work with, the official automotive provider of TMA, and that is Munganast, St. Louis Acura, and Munganast, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Munganast, 314 Two nine. Doug, tell people about uh, your mittens, and that's uh, EDF. Well, these these are the EDF hot take mittens. They're so cute. I'm holding too. them now. I like them. Yeah. Wonderful design on the I front. I like them. Yeah. Black on the on the back. Should this, 
Look the ashes them. come out. Yeah, should the right. takes get so scorching hot that they these these get ashen covered? But I'm I'm ready to go. No matter what kind of hot takes should come, I should remain uninjured. Thank you, EDF Support Systems. There it is, EDF sponsor uh-huh. of the uh, of the hot take mittens here on the program. Designer, should I, should I wear these just the whole show, just in case? You never just know. In case sparks fly. We just signed a 30-year-old reliever. You better keep my number. Oh, wow. Uh, Lodo King uh, just seconds ago said, let me guess, Plowboy hates the signing of Kenyon Middleton. So that was kind of like take Jeopardy. Oh, I didn't Lodo see King text. saw it coming, mm-hmm. and then you you delivered. Oh, glad I had the mittens on. I, yeah, I, kid. I wanted to flow with, you know, the mittens. Obviously, maybe their take's coming, so maybe preemptively having them on isn't a terrible idea. Doug Kenyon Middleton has been signed, or is close to signing, per Katie Wu of The Athletic. It was initially reported by Robert Murray of Fan Sided. Uh, the deal's pending a physical. Uh, Middleton's 30, pitched for the White Sox and the Yankees last year. 51 combined appearances, a 3.38 ERA, and 50 and two-thirds innings. He had an 11.4 strikeout per nine-inning rate last season, the highest mark of his seven-year yeah. major league career. A lot of swing and miss stuff developed last year for Kenyon Middleton, and that would most likely finalize the Cardinal mm-hmm. bullpen as pitchers and catchers will be in Jupiter in less than two weeks. He had pretty good numbers. Yes, Makes sense to sign him. I think what helps the Cardinals more is that the Brewers traded Corbin Burns <laughs> last I, I night. I think that's a bigger... For nothing but a couple of prospects. That's a bigger signing for the Cardinals. Uh-huh. Yeah, that helps more. And the Brewers did the right thing, by the way. Yeah, Cardinals just got a couple games better. And the Orioles just got so much better, too. I agree with that. <laughs> oh, my God. I agree with all the takes that are flying around. Well, maybe I don't need the, the mittens. With the Brewers and the uh, Orioles, I, I agree. Brewers did the right thing, and the Orioles, I mean, I, I was sitting there going, God, what are the Orioles doing with the rotation? They got these, they got, a, if anything, a surplus of young position players. Mm-hmm. And Angelo sells the team, and 24 hours later... The uh, the new owners come in and say, here we go. Let's go and try and win as opposed to see if we can Colorado Rockies MFers this year and win 11 to 10. Tip mm. of the cap. What they happened? don't they don't like the Angelos very much in Baltimore. They, they have not for very a long un- unpopular time. Unpopular ownership. What happened that we can't spend any more money unless we dump salary? Doug? For who, no? And DeWitt say we can't. Cardinals? We probably Both. won't be spending any more money this offseason unless we... Get rid of salary in return. I'm sure this guy didn't cost him that much. Well, even if he cost a million, that's money. Yeah, but I think when they say when they say we're not spending money, they they mean we're not spending. The n- giving some free agent five years at twenty yeah. million dollars a year. Yeah, I actually agree with Doug. The numbers aren't bad, but like some of the metric that they posted on, you know, people talked about how good of a signing it is. I think it's an okay signing. His numbers are aren't terrible, but whiff percentage, FIP. Exit velo. I'm done. I'm done with it. I don't want an advanced degree in order to understand how pitchers pitch. Yeah. That frustrates me. But as overall normal numbers, you know, the ones you don't need, you know, an MIT degree for, that those you can understand. Well, he's a guy who'll probably pitch three or four innings a week. Yeah. He'll come in throwing 98 miles an hour. They'll use him in the seventh or eighth inning two or three times if they're ahead, and that'll be that. Big old fan likes it. He says it's a very nice signing. He walks a few too many, though. Well, say that about almost anybody. <laughs> but now I think this club is ready to go. They're ready to, to rock and roll. I think they've got everything. It's a dream club. Actually, actually, I was thinking, I don't know how you think you're, <laughs> you 20, games, you're 20 games better with this team than you were last year. I don't know how you think that. Maybe five games. So I you got them at 76. I think, I think 76 and a half is a really strong number. For me, if I was a betting man, like, uh, what is it right now? I would take. I will. I will wager you the over on that if you're, you're interested. Gonna, I, I. So you're. You're probably thinking a mid-season trade acquisition. I'm or, not necessarily saying that. I just think they will win more than 76 games. That, that, that doesn't mean that I'm going. This is great. I just, if you give me that number, I am betting it all day long. Yeah, it's a tough that's number to, for me to get behind. I'm, that's where I'm know, coming in. Baseball is tough to judge, but you can kind of tell last year that that team was not it. Yeah. What was your Stephen Wildwood bet? Didn't you go 100 on oh, yeah. Did you win some cash? Yeah, he sent it to me. Uh, I think that was Matt's getting the 10 wins. No, but you made another one a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Oh, he may have to write that down. I think the number that originally came out on the over-under, I think it was 83-and-a-half, or I think that's what it was, or he took 85 wins and I took the under. Uh, there's a lot of bets that are being tracked or talked about coming in right now. Stephen Wilde said, 
So I can drop our bet to 76. I don't know what that means, but that. But is I didn't what know what number. Did he say 90? It wasn't. Todd Reesing says I'll take that bet too. Doug, bets are coming in. Is this are a they? sports book or what? Well, it can be. All right. Why didn't Foy put a bet down? I think I he bet 76 bucks. and a half would be. Yeah, I think. But he, I think he said 90 wins or 85 wins. Yeah, you better write that down. You're probably going to say 76. Doug, did you write it down? I haven't written suspension? anything down. I can't. I've got these mittens on. <laughs> I don't see. Uh, and I'm with Doug. Steve Allen says 91. Okay, that the, I, I knew it was something like that. In the Were there any movie. odds on that, or did you just get that? Uh, I think it was straight up. Yes. He's very confident, which I like that fandom. Blind confidence <laughs> makes me a lot of money. So. No, it doesn't. Uh, Todd Reesing says he wants to bet you, but I don't know what his He just says, I'll take that bet. At yeah, 76, that needs, God. He wants to know how swing and miss percentage equals having to have an MIT degree. That's also from Todd Reesing. He quarterbacked the Jayhawks 2007. Well, they call it whiff percentage, FIP. Doug, you're with me. The analytics are a little ridiculous and very much so. Whip is catered. walks and hits per innings. Pitch. I know, but I'm talking whiff, W-H-I-F-F percentage. That was one of them. Do you know what whiff percentage? I, I, maybe I don't, I don't either. Sounds like strikeout percentage, but it's something different. Yeah, so that's not the metric I was talking about. I'm talking about the FIP and all that sort of thing. Okay, that knock it off with that. Well, the biggest number they use now, and I still don't know what it means, or wins above replacement. I don't have no clue what that means. Doug, would you like to explain it? Oh, I'm not sure I could technically so explain it. So if you take it. that player out and replace it with a MLB average player, I think is how they calculate that's it. That's what it is. That, yeah, like if you replace mm. Mike Trout with an average player, you, you're losing – eight, ten wins in a season because one player is X4 and the other is mm-hmm. Y, and then you do the well, math. That's just stupid. I mean, the, the days he doesn't <laughs> play and you put a replacement, you can have your worst pitcher going. It could be a bullpen day. It could be your fifth starter going against their ace. I mean, it's stupid. Okay, Ken and Plowboy trying to scam the listeners for money. Color me surprised. That's some Harrison's brother master. What's the scam? I didn't There's say bets. 91. There's just bets. Stephen Wildwood came at me with the 91. I didn't try to trick yeah, him Steve in anything. Steve made the bet. Fozzie agreed. Why am I scamming? I don't know. I don't know. Harrison's brother master. Who do you suppose has the highest war in baseball all time? All time. All time. Yeah. Jesus, that's a great question. Highest war in baseball history. Can you give us a hint? Is it a... It should be easy to guess. Okay, Babe Ruth. Yes. 183.1. How many games did he take I, I, off? I, th- I thought it was a trick question. Then when you said it should be easy, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's got to be Babe Well, then, then come up with number two. Hank Aaron? I don't think it would be Hank Aaron. I mean, uh, I didn't watch him, so I didn't know what it is. Doug gives off no tells. Very dangerous. He's a Cy Young? The pitcher. Cy Young? No. He's three. Well, how does that work? Steven Matz. If Babe Ruth doesn't right. take a lot of days off, <laughs> and those teams won almost every game they played, is it before the, then the team would win with a replacement yes. in there? So how does he get such a high war? Walter the, Johnson. Walter Johnson is right. The nice. Big, the nice. big train. I'm going to go Matthews, but yeah. Yeah, I don't get how. But Todd Reesing's demanding to know if he's got $100 on this. Not $100 for on the over of 76.5. Can't do that. Well, I know I said that, but I can't. I can't actually do the bet. I may have been a little bit too excited there. Walter Johnson is one of those guys. If you see any film, there's not a whole lot of film of him. But when you see him pitch, back in the early 1900s, he looks almost like somebody who would be pitching today. And you can see how no one he could touch. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he threw kind of sidearm and really hard, and they just didn't touch him. Harder than Bob Filler. Uh, probably not. Where did Lars Newtbar rank on Bob that? Feller was getting in the hundreds back in the forties. Yeah. Uh, Chris Ravy wants to know if you were sober the night you got slop synced. That's from Chris Ravy. Hmm. Yeah, a little tipsy. I wasn't drunk. Some thousand days ago. I guess that's what. That yeah, was more. Well, it was <laughs> three years ago this summer. Doug, when was it? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I was a little tipsy. Had a few scotch, but I wasn't falling over. Well, it certainly trumps any story that KG had. <laughs> I still don't understand war. <laughs> it was just explained to us. But I also just asked you, how can Babe Ruth have such... He didn't take a lot of days off, and when he did, the Yankees still usually won anyway, so that wouldn't count. You know, I, I, understand, I understand what you're... I get where you're coming from. I really do, and I'm not mocking it at all, but that's not what... The, it has nothing to do with days off. Well, I thought you said you don't play and a guy replaces you. Well, I... I, that's, I, I was guessing because I really don't know what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's, I <laughs> thought it, sound, it sounded right. Well, if only we could look it up and get an exact well, I will, definition. I will read okay. just so it's uh, – but it doesn't have anything to do with days off. Uh, war, Doug, wins above replacement. Right. 
measures a player's value in all facets of the game by deciphering how many more wins he's worth than a replacement-level player at his same position. For example, a minor league replacement or a readily available fill-in free agent. For example, if a shortstop and a first baseman offer the same overall production on offense, defense, and the base paths, the shortstop will have a better war because his position sees a lower level of production from replacement-level players. In other words, there are more power-hitting, offensively productive first basemen that would be readily available as opposed to that for shortstop. So it doesn't have to do with days off. Makes no sense. This is stupid. Okay. Oh, gosh. Let me get the gloves back on. As soon so, as I take them off, I so, get a take like so that. I would, and my I, would, are are three. I would say I was about 68.5% correct. I didn't go yeah. into the weeds and in-depth mm-hmm. as much, but it is an MLB average player replacing that person what mm-hmm. he wins above. And who's figuring all this out? Some nerds in an office. Like I said, they've ruined it. This, well, this, all, this all started it. with this the agents. This guy right here. This all started with the agents coming up. It's the first time he's ever mm-hmm. held a bat, but this guy had changed the game. Oh, Billy Boy James. Yeah, it's the agents. <laughs> the agents come up with all these different things to go in favor of their player. I now remember why you idiots seldom talk sports. Thanks. That's from Brian Henshin, who oh, covers it. Come on, Henshin. I guarantee I th- you don't know what war meant either. Oh. I kind of thought we killed it there. Despite all the analytics, and I know they're important to some people, it's probably more important for the fringe players than the good ones. With or without the analytics, I think the same guys would still be playing. If you didn't have any of the information, you can just, by the eye test, see that Nolan Arnado is a fantastic third baseman and Paul Goldschmidt ought to be hitting in the middle of your lineup. You can still tell, for the most part, right? The same guys would be playing. Yeah, but at the same time, they, they change what they want to try and make baseball more fun, which I guess they should do. But you take strategy out of it. When you go to the shift, well, this guy pulls the ball 90% of the time, so everybody get over here. Yeah. Oh, you can't do that anymore. That's not fair. It's not fair. They just went through analytics and figured out he's going to do it there 90% of the time. Yeah. So you switch it. Ah, it's hurting players. No, no more switching. You can't do that anymore. That's kind of stupid. I'm a starter at heart. You'd still like to see the shift? Well, no, because I, I like offense and baseball, and I really no. took the offense away. But still, you can't have something like that. That's like saying, you know, hey, he strikes out against right-handers all the time. Yeah, you can't put a right-hander in there. we got to get some offense in there. Same thing. Oh, well. Can the How guy... awesome would it be to be playing and hear what people watch out there? That'd be great. It wouldn't be that great. Can the guy who wanted to move Missouri to the Caribbean be excluded from any <laughs> analytics conversations? It's from Cuckleberry Finn. Well, you probably didn't understand it either, and I asked a question. Maybe it helped out some of the listeners that didn't really understand it either. Good I'm sorry morning. this is all going over your head. I'm going to rage against something I don't understand. That's from Augustus, James, and Anus. Mm. We got some new names coming right, in here today. he's new. Definitely new. Welcome to the show. I just I said it makes no sense. I still don't understand it, but it's stupid. I mean, there's people getting in the Hall of Fame because of war. It used to be batting average, used to be home runs, RBIs. Now it's, uh, you get in the Hall of Fame if your war is 14 and above. I don't know what the war was of these guys that went in this year, but well, it's, it's becoming know. the very good Hall of Fame. It's not no oh, longer yeah. the greatest. Oh, the Hall of Fame's been ruined for a while. <laughs> ruined. Trash player getting him. They're not trash players. Managers who managed them 20 years ago go, yeah, he was a good guy. Look at him. <laughs> well, the guys that are getting in are good players. They're, they're above average players. They're not trash, but they're not Hall of Famers. Who don't you want in there? Who got in you? All of them. All of them? <laughs> wow. All of them? We're restarting. Babe Ruth, gone. Ty no. Cobb, you're out. No, not those guys. <laughs> We're Stan the Man. Doug, no, it's a beautiful morning in old Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the segment of the show that we call Dum Dum Time. Come is that what is this a new sponsored segment? <laughs> Could be. Um, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> there are some borderline guys who've gotten in. People have a problem with Harold Baines being in or Bill Mazeroski. Harold Baines and a Hall of Famer. Well, Mazeroski basically is a 300 hitter, but he was no, he wasn't. Judy. He wasn't anywhere close to a 300 hitter. I thought he hit 301. No, he went in for his defense, but I still think he hit 301. I think he was like a one, uh, 262 career here or really? something like that. I think so. 260, Doug. Yeah. I thought he was 300. 
138 home runs. I mean, Joe Maurer went in as a catcher, and I'm pretty sure he played more at first base and DH than he did catch. Well, he was a fantastic hitter. No, he's just, but I'm just talking about the percentage of votes he got was yeah. insane. I mean, it blew me away. It was 98%. Like, that's, yeah, that's eye-popping yeah. numbers for a guy who's really, really good. And he is a Hall of Famer, but... One of the premier hitting catchers of all time. I didn't think the percentage that he got is up there with some of the great greats, and that yeah. kind of blew me away. Yeah. Harold Baines is... He ain't it. Well, look, somebody's French. leaving the show again. Oh. It's Harrison's brother, Masters. Thank to leave like five times a show. So you can stop texting the same three <laughs> things every day? Yeah, we're going to really miss you, bud. You're a moron. Leave now. Hey. Go well, on. Well, the mittens on for that one. Dude, you were protected by the idiot. burn me all the way up to the floor. fit in great with the Joe Rogan podcast. Just switch, bitch. Please. <laughs> oh. Boy, I like that. Just switch, bitch. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That could be a T-shirt. I'm leaving. I'm mm. leaving. No one cares about you. Arnado and Goldschmidt are they Hall of Famers? In this era, yeah. I would agree with I, I, exactly how the Plowhawk answered it. Mm-hmm. I, although I think Arnado would be. I feel like Goldschmidt is in the, uh, more in the in this era category. Yeah, probably so. So you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I think and Wayne Wright is uh, like if it were the 1980s. I don't. I mean, it's not fair because the eras are different. I mean, by that I mean the the the, the baseball was different. Or is different, but in the voting era is what I mean. I think mm. Goldschmidt. I do not think Wainwright is. I, but I think he could wind up in Cooperstown because I think if he wants to broadcast for a long time, he could be the combination of player slash broadcaster, yeah. and then that raises his profile as a player and broadcaster. The Tim McCarver type. Yeah. God, he got the 200 win, 2,000 strikeouts. He got the 3.5 ERA. Wainwright could be close. He, he was on track. If he hadn't missed a couple yeah. seasons right in his prime. That's exactly maybe third or fourth right, time on the ballot, maybe. You know who else well, might have done it if he hadn't gotten hurt? It's Chris Carpenter. Oh, geez, yeah. He lost a lot of years. Yeah, he was right in his prime when it when Wayne Wright lost hurt. three years in injury, right? Two in, like, a matter of four Something seasons. Like yeah. But what does Joe Maurer what did Joe Maurer do to get in the Hall of Fame? I mean, he, he was, was really one of the greatest good. hitting catchers of all time. Greatest but other hitting than catchers. That. Okay. Yeah. What do you consider great hitting? Well, didn't he lead the league in hitting a couple times as a catcher? He hit 306. My only issue is like 100. He didn't play 140 enough. 140 home runs and not 1,000 RBIs. That's that's a good player. He's 143 RBI or 143 home runs. Excuse me. How many All Star games? 923 RBIs. Uh, Who cares? Six time All Star. <laughs> to me, All-Star. like he is not. You don't think Joe Maurer is a Hall of Famer? No, he is, but not 98% not first ballot, I don't think. Like, yeah. back in 30 years ago, he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. But now, he certainly is. I mean, Beltre, yeah. I mean, he, you look at his numbers, he deserves to be in. Helton's borderline. Um, but Joe Maurer, the numbers aren't there. Well, read some of his numbers, Plowsy. You got it right up there? I mean, his MVP season, he had 28 home runs, 96 RBIs. Hit this is as a catcher again. Hit 365. 365 is a catcher. Yeah, his average isn't there for sure. But, I mean, he dropped off. Yeah. So, the RBIs in a 162-game season, he has 12 home runs, 80 RBIs, hitting 306. He was probably... The- That's not 98% vote, and I realize what yeah. he did behind the plate. But also, on the other side of that, he didn't play enough catcher to be that high a percentage but for when you talk about percentages how do you decide as a sports writer that you're going to be the one not to vote for him well, just because you don't be think voting, it's percentage. But that's a whole other topic they're terrible at voting they're but that's how it is they're, right they're vindictive now. they're crazy um yeah i don't know the steroid era all those guys should be i mean bond should be in clement should be in how many hits did he have i know he didn't have a ton of home runs and he didn't get a thousand uh, rbis hits he has 2100 2100 that's, that's not a hall of famer but he's a, again he's a catcher Oh, this so makes him one of the best hitting catchers ever. How many gold gloves he won? Uh, I don't know. Three gold gloves. See, he wasn't even a, the best defensive catcher. For <laughs> I got For three I'm, years he was. I think Molina, I'm, Molina's I, got like, what, 12, 11, But he didn't 12? come close to carrying Maurer's bat. The more I see the stat, the less intrigued I am with Joe Maurer. Oh, for heaven's sakes. If he wasn't the number one football player and baseball player and went number one overall, if he went in the second round and didn't have as much hype going in and had this career, he ain't 98%. He was probably, probably the, be, the best player at his position in the major leagues for a, sh- for a short period of time. For three years. Yeah. Get you in the Hall of Fame. And, and that probably gets you in the Hall of Fame, yeah. No, Sandy Koufax didn't have very much longevity. He didn't pitch a lot, but he was the best pitcher. He was unhittable for five, six years. And he's in. Yeah, but his numbers proved it. So Yachty this has... Guy, this guy played for how many years? Yachty has just as many hits... Like, 
30 more home runs and about 100 more RBIs. Yeah. If Yachty doesn't get 99%, then it's absolutely flawed. He's a nine-time gold glover, so six more gold gloves. Two, yeah, two more World Series. He has four more All-Stars, and we have four platinum gloves. If Yachty isn't 100%, then it's absolutely a flawed system because he's a better player. Certainly, certainly a better defensive player. And play more years. But even the, the gold gloves are still kind of subjective because that's voting. There's there's no numbers that get you a gold glove or not. Sometimes that goes on reputation. Not to take anything away from Molina, he's a fantastic defensive player, but that's not like winning a batting title. I think there should be several years where players don't get in. Like I don't like that. Just like the red jacket them? thing. No, it's like where you have to vote for people to get in. I don't like that in the red jacket. I think there should be a few years. Well, we, no one made the cut. You know, no one went good enough, but we'll have one when the time comes. Mm. I mean, Bo Hart and they're Lars not getting New- in. Lars Newbar could wear a jacket in twenty years. No, he won't. Not unless shake he my head and look at my kids and go earmuffs. <laughs> he won't Dad's get in unless on his current Goldschmidt will have a red jacket probably. Arenado, talking about current players. You think Matt Carpenter will get one? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> After this tour, he's about to put on. Yes. They are putting on a Ringling Brothers-style circus farewell tour for Matt Carpenter and be my guest. This is going to oh. be heavy into the giveaways. You think so? I mean, plastic companies all across the world are going to be jumping for joy. They're saving a lot of jobs. Plastic companies. Well, because all them bobbleheads. And when you that. say all the world, you mean Shanghai. I want it to be broad. Okay. <sighs> I'm excited for the season. <laughs> I didn't know how to wrap that up, so... Okay. Anyone else you'd like to rip? (laughs) Not yet. I can't think of anything just yet. Okay. Hey, it's Jackson, here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Doug, I can think of Seth Goldcamp, and I can't <laughs> rip him. He's online no, at designairservice.com. I mean, look at this forecast, Jack. Uh, I mean, what do we got here? 57 and sunny today and tomorrow for highs. 54 on Sunday. 54 on Monday. 59 on Wednesday. 61 on Thursday. 67 on Friday and sunny next. 60 and sunny next Saturday. 57 and sunny next Sunday. Fantastic. Spring's here. Jack is home. I hope spring is here. Work with Design Air Heating and Cooling. Yeah, man, it's unbelievable. Designairservice.com, official HVAC provider of... TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast in case you know town will be filling in for Jackson on the podcast today. Subscribe to the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Design Air, sponsor of the podcast and sponsor of the morning after and our email of the day, the morning after at insidestl.com, the morning after at insidestl.com. Compete with the greats. And yesterday, Buck Swope continued his quest to win all 12 months this year. He got the first win in the month of February. Uh, Jackson out today. He's back on Monday. I am gone for seven shows. Oh, are you really? Starting on Thursday. Yeah. Seven shows yeah. starting on Thursday. KG Notan, you going to be in? I'm going to check my schedule, do what I can. I will let you know ASAP. Oh, there wonderful. Go. There you go. Wonderful. There you go. You going to the Hamptons? I'm, I'm going to use your place. Yeah. And then we're also going to go to Monaco while we're in the Hamptons. Okay. It's, it's, it's cool. Are you Say going to Billy you don't want to go to Morocco? Oh, absolutely. We are. Heard it tonight. Don't go to Morocco. my wife's birthday. Some friends are going. And Can I ask where you're going? Or you don't want to you have. Anybody? You just did. <laughs> did you answer? I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but now it's awkward. <laughs> no, that's fine. Jackson Hole. the last time you were on vacation to go anywhere. So I'm just curious if you're actually going somewhere. Oh, we just didn't do the shows between Christmas and New Year's. 
Oh, that's right. It wasn't really a vacation. It was, yeah. it was for me, but I had to use my week. The rest of you guys just got freebies. Yeah. Well, it's not good planning well, on I'm your part. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> thing that happened the year too. before. <laughs> I should probably, probably pay attention to that. Yeah. You should. Well, have fun. Thank you so much. You deserve much. a vacation. <laughs> Thank you. Gail Volvo was a six-win babe back in the spring semester of 1975. What a couple of months that was. A six-win babe, Gail Volvo in 75. Doug, do you remember it her? It starts with a G <laughs> and ends with an ale Volva. Mm. What's six wins? I don't know. I just Is that her war? Sent it. her war? I mean, she was just drop-dead cute. Is that right? Yeah. I've never was, heard I showed you her picture. I had, a, I had my senior yearbook like in here that. for some reason. And I showed Tim a picture of her. Yeah, she was just... I mean, oh, she wasn't cute. beautiful. It wasn't gorgeous. It wasn't some fashion model. cuter than a speckled she puppy. She was cuter than a puppy. Yeah. Connie Lasseter. Yeah, she was cute. There you go. I started dating her when she was in eighth grade, and I was a freshman. Oh, God. Well, I was a freshman. I wasn't 30. No. Uh, guys, Tim's coming to visit me in Indianapolis for the week and a half. He didn't want to make Ken and the fan page sads jealous. Mm. That's from Brian Henshin. Yeah, no, well, the secret's out now. What a vacation. Honey, pack up. We're going to Fort Wayne. Now, it, Iggy talking about dating eighth graders. If you, <laughs> yeah, I need to put that in the drop. I was a freshman. If, if, you were, if a guy was in high school and he's 18 and he's dating someone else in high school who's under 18, can he get in trouble for that? If the parents are okay with the relationship, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, I don't think it's within a year. I mean, say you're a senior, you're 18, you're dating a junior who's 17. I don't think it's... Uh, yeah. You wouldn't think, because it's been going on forever. But nonetheless, I guess legally, one's an adult and one isn't. Like I said, I think the parents... That's a question for Brown and Crouppen, I guess. Oh, yeah. I think I was 15, she was 14 when we were dating... Puppy love is what it was. Oh, this puppy love. Yeah, she wasn't oh, even, uh, when I was a freshman, um, I met her. I felt so bad, too, because they couldn't afford the uh, Brentwood Swim Club. <laughs> so I would talk but to her. But good on that charcoal house money. I don't really know what that was. Keisha Gray was perfect. Yeah. Um, but they would stand outside the fence and talk to you through the fence. So all the poor kids would be outside the fence? Like, no longing way. to be inside of the public pool? Oh. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Sounds thing. like Sandlot, where the kids could... <laughs> Iggy, somebody wants to talk to you out there. Oh, can't get in here. You Let couldn't me... get him in as a guest? Let me get to the fence. Well, yeah, the... I brought Connie as a guest every once in a while. But... There's not a whole lot of poor kids in Brentwood, are there? No, I don't. If they you don't poor. have a truck, a tat, <laughs> and a kid by 20, you ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> or so much poor, they just didn't want to join the club. Uh, we have a uh, loyal uh, listener who is a, uh, an attorney in the area who just uh, said, tell Doug that there's no crime as long as the kids are under four years apart. Oh, that's the rule. There okay. you go. I didn't know that. the law. Be cool. It's the law. Under four years apart. Yep. But how old, how young does that adult have to be? Well, I guess counselor say four years apart. Yeah, so you're 20 so you could be and 21 and 17, and that's okay. No, I think in high school, I think is what they're talking about. It's not 19 and 15. You're talking if you're in high school, you can date a freshman and a senior as 18 and 14, right? Yeah. Like or 17. I and guess. 14. I think that's. But what he was 21 talking. and 17 is okay. No, I don't because think they're four years apart. I don't think it is. That that no, I'm talking when they're. In, I think he means when they're in high school, Doug. Like you can date within that four years. Okay. Year. Did Iggy just class shame the Lassiter family? That's from mm -hmm. Big Tuft. No, I was kidding. They did not have it coming. No, they had a bigger, uh, they, they couldn't have, have seen it coming. It's a, been years. They had a bigger house than we did. Doug, ever dig up your old grade school yearbook to show your coworkers your girlfriend from the Great Depression? Thanks, that's from Gus and Tilly Grundehort. Mind if we ask you a question we know we shouldn't ask? Where are you going and how much is the bill, Timmy? That's Gus and Tilly Grundehort. <laughs> He's Grundehorts. I didn't dig anything up. I said that it was here for some reason. Well, maybe Plowhog brought in your yearbook. No. Why would your yearbook be at this radio station for it some reason? It wasn't at this one. It was at the other one. Greg Bennett, um, for some reason. Remember Gary Bennett hit two home runs against the Cubs? Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're related. Like, uh, in the same week, he hit, like, a couple against the same team, didn't he? But for some oh. reason, Greg Bennett, uh, when his mom passed away, he went over to the house clean it out and he says Iggy I don't know how this got here your senior yearbook is at my house because it had all the the things in there Iggy good luck in your radio career all the stuff it was all the signatures in there so he gave it he brought it by the station and dropped it off at the station so I just kept it there and uh 
I showed Tim a picture of Gail Volvo. Holva. <laughs> Clip that off. <laughs> God, I call her Volva. Gail Holva. Gosh. Now I it lost it again. Ah, I lost it again. Right. I think I left it at the old station. Well, maybe the ratio crew took it. <laughs> no, I didn't have it you here. You think Barrett had, took uh, it with all I your numbers? It, I had it at the uh, Kirkwood location. <laughs> I'll text Frank, see if it's still there. Yeah, we all, we all had boxes that never had any mail in it. Um, I put it in there. Okay. Well, I'd like to get that back. Missouri is the only state in the nation that allows marriage as young as 12 to adults? Really? That's from the 314. I hope my counselor friend is listening to see if that's accurate. With parental consent, I'm sure. I guess parental consent. Anybody can get married. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah, he had it. And a cousin, no less. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't bet on sports, but can marry a 12-year-old. <laughs> Fun facts for no and tell. Yeah. Guys, I've created a pervs above replacement score to put some numbers around what a creep Ken is. To get someone's par, you simply divide the number of porn stars an individual can name multiplied by the percentage of people who they slept with and can name with a weighted factor for relatives. Ken, off the charts. That's from Malagra Tequila Texture of the Year, 2023 Arbor Day. That's uh, something I can't understand, like war. Par. What's the creep factor? That I know porn stars, that I slept with a lot of women? How's that creepy? Yeah, well. Jealous is what I think you are. Oh, oh Arbor Day. Gosh. The action's back on you. 636-9004. TMA is how you can call in. I can name a lot yeah. of porn stars. Okay. I just haven't so you got a nice slept with many par. people. <laughs> yeah. You can probably name more than me. because I, really I think keep, I could. I don't keep up with the new ones. I'm so concerned that Ella Reese is out of the industry. I really, really? Um, I think she might be. Yeah. Maybe just doing OnlyFans. I don't know. Want me to find a leak? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just... That'll help your creep factor a little bit, too. <laughs> the fact that you have all these leaks. Any girl that's on OnlyFans, you can find a picture of her somewhere. Okay. If one of my employees brought in their high school yearbook and kept it in the office, I'd immediately fire them and contact <laughs> the police. That's from Harrison's brother, Master, who I thought left the show. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You just throw your yearbooks away? No, but they don't don't bring them to work. I didn't bring it to work. Greg Bennett did. But you kept it at work. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? Just take it home? It sat in that mailbox forever. Well, yeah, take Greg it home. Bennett. You don't need it at the Who station. cares? I think eventually, like, they just kind of throw things into, like, the lost and found. Or... Well, I showed Tim, and it went back in the box. It didn't yeah. bother anybody. Well, take it home. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you want to have one of your yearbooks and go back and look at it every once in a yeah, while? Yeah, at home. Oh, well, <laughs> God almighty. Not at the station. Did it bother you? Yes, I was terribly bothered. You didn't even know it was there. Well, I was happy that we came to this station. Is that yearbook? Because of the yearbook in mm-hmm. Capitol. I and mean, you bitch yeah. about everything. <laughs> Viva la Strode. Thank you. <laughs> Who brings a yearbook to work, mm. creep? <laughs> Why would that bother you? <laughs> you well, did bring some porn magazines to work also. Well, that's an unfortunate truth. Well, I didn't have them out. I mean, we didn't have a, we didn't have an HR department back then either. We didn't have any girls working there. I think that the latter is inaccurate. Who was what girls were working at five ninety? Melissa Marmar, Marmar Banks. Banks. Not when I was bringing in porn. Yes, she did. <laughs> Why would you ever bring in porn to the workplace? It's funny if that was an interview. I heard you brought in porn, not with any female employees. Oh, that's true. Because I was bringing in the AVN magazine. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. But I was just bringing it in because the cover was somebody we interviewed. Oh. Hey, Angela White's on the inter- on the cover this week. Uh, okay. What are we to, supposed to do with that? I didn't say to open it up. I brought it in for Tim. Oh, so it's Tim's fault. No. Tim's dad's How fault. How often was Marmar Banks in the studio opening up magazines? But you just don't you just don't do that at the work. Well, we had no HR department, so who it cares? doesn't matter. You still have a boss. Free for all. No, she never saw a magazine. I don't know. I wouldn't do it here. I know. But we had one girl working. There was a salesperson. The salesperson never made it upstairs, so we never saw him anyway. But you still don't bring in porn. If it's all guys, you don't. Didn't oh, that's David it. Klein Chris. pop out like a groundhog with a go-gurt? Isn't that mm. one of part of the story to where he's eating a go-gurt when somebody picked was, up porn? That was more 1380. Yeah. That was above the sex shop. Mm. We talk about porn, but we just can't bring in a magazine that's got a cover <laughs> with the girl with clothes on. Well, wasn't the DVDs opened? Oh, no. Like one of the Octa- DVDs Octomom. was like a jar. Oh, that was like a free-for-all. Was... That, we were in Webster Groves when I had those. Yeah, that <laughs> was a free-for-all, free man. For all. 
based on geography. I interned there, and that was right when, the, like, right before the man, the woman, that place was. <laughs> that was well before Me Too movement. Yeah, Nobody that cared place porn was, was laying around. Too, it probably started the Me Too movement. <laughs> we had a girl receptionist that was giving the porn away. Yeah, Will. She's probably filing a lawsuit even as we speak <laughs> now. Fine. Come back she to the. What they made me do? Come back to the producer's pit, Iggy. There's somebody here to pick up the Octomom video. You got it. There you go. So hot. Mm. I love when Ken brings smut to Tim at work like a big, dumb Hoosier golden retriever bringing a dead bird to his owner mm. for approval. You can act like a man! That's oh. from Arbor Day. God, he was screaming, too. And he says, my rebuttal to Iggy is you guys ever stop to think the only difference between Ken and Jerry Lee Lewis is that Jerry Lee had the decency to make an honest woman out of his cousin. <laughs> his 12-year-old. Well, I never married my cousin, and she wasn't 12, so anything else there? While you're looking for lost books nobody asked for, brought into the office, can you guys get eyes on my Chris Santilli book that Iggy lost between the acts of holding it and giving it away to his cameo pimp, Rockio? Thanks. That's from Maury and Little Jack. Anyone want to talk about the time I got pissed on in a bush? Oh, we haven't heard that story in a while. It's been months. We wouldn't have mailed that thing down to Tennessee anyway, so you'd have never gotten it. <laughs> we have stamps. <laughs> Twice got peed on. Yeah, could we? We might as well run through it again. Yeah, no, it'll be awkward unless we tell the you story. You were crouched now. in a bush, do it. Running away from a couple of fellas, crouched in a bush. I wasn't running from anybody. I was hiding. Why would you have been hiding? Because the guy, girl's boyfriend, showed up. And you ran out of the house? And I saw him coming, and there was a big evergreen tree there, so I just got underneath there. The guy happened to... I don't know why he didn't wait to go inside. He just pissed right into the bush. Mm. Right where you were. Yeah. He didn't know I was in there, but I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's peeing on me. Clip that off. Huh. You get heavily drenched? I think mostly just the leg. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't like it was in my face or anything. The pine needles were blocking a lot of it, but it was still... Dripping down in there. Is it possible mm. he did see you and he, he did no, that on purpose? No, if he saw me, I'm sure he would have pulled me out of there and said, what are you doing coming out of my girlfriend's house? Ooh. I don't think he would have peed on me. I got him. Probably banged her, but I got him. Mm. And he would have been right. Oh, gosh. You could have had just about any woman you wanted back then, couldn't you? How about these? We have back-to-back texts. Iggy is truly a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's from Doug's Glue Guzzler. And the text right under it, how the F is this guy not in jail? <laughs> Doug, it's a wide delta. What one I... wants the Hall of Fame, one wants prison. Uh, what's, what have I done that I should be in jail for that I've talked about? Uh, it's Father Brown Eye, and maybe he has a different moral compass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Padre, what should I be in jail for? <laughs> I haven't broken any laws. If Iggy needs any time off, I can come in and tell every one of his stories verbatim. That's from Chairman Steve in Wildwood. He that would be more. fun to hear. Guests come in and tell Iggy stories. Like, that so might be an interesting competition. That just shows you he doesn't have any of his own. He's going to use mine. Well, I think it would be fun to hear people retell your stories. Yeah, I'd rather hear, hear his. I remember this one time I was in Rock Hill. I was appraising this house. I got him for $4,000 more than I should have. Oh, what a day that was. Oh. Still a great night. I'm going to tell those exciting ones. Doug, tell me a story about growing hair like Tufty McTufterson. Well, that's what I've been doing. I've got Wisp and I've got Tufts, and now I'm Tuffy McTuft McWhisperson. I forget what the name is. But boy, look at this hair I've got. I don't know if you can see it on YouTube. Bill, 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 Bill. It came in really nice. It really does, man. Really nice, like. And the question I always get every day, they say, did that hurt? And I keep saying it didn't hurt at all. They numb it up, and they numb it up real nice, like. Thank you, Dr. Palinga, for numbing it up real nice, like. And then he went to work on the FUE procedure. They shaved the side and the back of my head, and then they moved those hair grafts to where I needed it. And then you, um, it's probably best off to take a couple days off from work, recover a little bit. Then you put a baseball hat on for about all a month or so till all the hair grows back out, starts to grow back out. And then within five or six months, you'll see some real growth. And uh, you see new growth, they say, up until about a year. And I'm about seven months in, so I should get uh, even more growth than I have now. And I'm fine if it just stays like this. And you know what? The hair that came in, it's thicker than the old hair. Oh, is that right? I used to have, well, most of my hair is really thin, wispy, thin follicles. And the new hair that came in, it's thicker. Well, that's probably because it's, it's healthier, the, the, the hair from yeah, the side. Yeah, hair from the side, yeah. yeah. Wow, how about that? So, it's, yeah, it's worked great for me, and it'll work great for you, too. The St. Louis Hair Restoration people, they're the awesome best in America. town. Dr. Palinga and the founder, Greg Kreiling, patients of their own product. They've got all kinds of options, no matter what kind of baldness issues you've got. 
they have a solution for you. So if you look in the mirror every day and you're unhappy with your appearance, makes you uncomfortable, you've lost some of your self-confidence, do something about it. Do you, only, it. you only live once. And right now, if you mention TMA, they'll knock $250 off the price. You could probably just walk in and say, make me a tuft. Make me a tuft. Make me a tuft, boy. <laughs> matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a tuft. You don't have to sing it. They probably prefer you not to sing it. But if you just go in and say, hey, I heard about it on TMA, they'll knock $250 off the price. Well worth it. Jackson's using that laser cap. I had the FUE procedure. There are other things they can also do. All of them work. Give it a shot. The name of the company again, St. Louis Hair Restoration. Their website, STL, or STL Lewis, St. Louis Hair Restoration.com. Yeah, they have done wonderful work for both you. And Jackson, no question about it. Sponsor of the Suspension Logule, Illinois Recovery Center for 2024. Transform your story at Illinois Recovery Center. Illinois Recovery Center, the team believes in the strength of every individual's journey to recovery. Whether you're taking the first step or continuing your path, the IRC's dedicated team is here to support you. We were talking about KG and O Town's outstanding accomplishments, celebrating 900 days of sobriety. Yesterday, Illinois Recovery Center can help you or a member of your family or one of your friends who is fighting their battle. It's a holistic healing approach, expert care and guidance, safe and welcoming environment, tailored programs for lasting recovery, and a top-notch facility and accommodations. I have visited there. It's incredible. I mean, it is a, it's one really impressive campus, and it was started by people who truly truly care. I mean, this is a passion project from experience. Uh, it's the Illinois Recovery Center. Check it out at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. You can call 888-472-9559 or visit IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. It is 812 in St. Louis. Your captain's log for today is the following. We'll have drops of the week coming up in our 8 o'clock hour. The design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day coming up in our 9 o'clock hour. And then we'll have Balloon Party with me and Marshy Marsh and the Playful Posse uh, from 10 to 11 on 101 ESPN. And then KG and O-Town and I will return. Is there a sound story in here today, Plowhawk? Maybe I should. I don't uh, believe so. I know there is one. Oh, the one that we have today is in Minneapolis. So we can go in here. KG and O-Town, uh, does 11 o'clock work for you, sir? It does. All right. So we'll do 11 o'clock. And uh, you can send your questions, comments, erotic stories, T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. It'll be YouTube.com slash TMASTL and the Tim McKernan Show podcast feed. Uh, and then we will be back in action here on Monday with a full roster as Jackson returns to the program from Scottsdale with tales from his boy cabin, 20 oh. young men all in the best shape of their lives. Some virile. of them virile. Yeah. <sighs> huh. They may not even go golfing. They may never get out of the cabin. <laughs> I like that, Bill. Uh, so there you go. There's the captain's log here on the program. We close out our Mungadass St. Louis Acura and Mungadass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour. This is TMA presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.